Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 32. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Travis. And I'm here with Adam. <laughs> this week, we watched the Green Room. Yeah. It was Griffin's pick, right? Yeah. Been meaning to watch this movie for a while. Put it off for a while. This is this is probably one of the last movies the old dude starred in, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Anton Yelchin, I think. Yeah. Check out. Trev. We we can hear your TV, Trev. Oh, sorry, I'm about to. It's like louder than you. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're getting. I'm over here turning you up, up and I'm like, what? <laughs> look at the flick of their wrist. Yeah. Give me just a second. I'm about to. You gotta go like to the mailbox. (laughs) Don't go near that door. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was funny on the last one. I was like, I was like, who's coming in out of that door? He's a lot of people. (laughs) Having a house party. So uh, yeah, green room. My pick. I, I mean, I loved it. It's I loved a good this movie. movie. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be this good, and I really didn't know. I was like green room. I was like, I really didn't understand what they meant by that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Max a Taze. it's a band. Yeah, they're they're stuck in the green room. Like, <laughs> it's a good idea for a movie, right? For a low budget. I mean, low budget, but it had some star power. Didn't it though? Fucking uh. What's his name? Fucking uh, Professor Xavier was in this movie. <laughs> and he was a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> How scary does, is he? Just being him. For a minute, when he took his hat off and it was behind him, I was like, I was like, it sounds like him, but it looks like Brian Cranston, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one that made that similarity. Yeah. How'd you like to see Breaking Bad starring him? Oh my God! British I, bad. <laughs> I uh, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, all he's, day. He's good. So I mean, the plot's simple, pretty much. It's real they're, simple. <laughs> they're an old school punk band. They're like siphoning gas, and yeah, they're broke as fuck. Living, I mean, that they're they're sweating it out. They're living tour life for real. Yeah, I was. Hey, when I was watching this movie, <laughs> I said, "That's Youth Crew Blues." <laughs> I couldn't wait to say that to you guys. I said, "That's Youth Crew Blues right there, man." That is. A lot youth of people crew ask me, "What's Youth Crew Blues?" I was like, "Have you seen Green Room?" <laughs> oh, man. that's it. I mean, they're struggling, man. Dude, fucking. I mean, fun. Wasn't wasn't it at some point in their interview that a uh, guy makes a point that like they don't even record like yeah, well they have no internet presence at all like they want people they want it to be like what word of mouth and they yeah, want people to come school. and see them live yeah but nobody knows who the fuck they are yeah right right now so. Uh, they get a show. <laughs> What's funny is, is the dude's like, you know, they pulled my permits because some shit went down, but I got another venue lined up. 
they're like, how much does it pay? And he says, and it shows him playing in that motherfucking, <laughs> in that Mexican restaurant. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Been there, done been that. There. Yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> Did it bring back memories? You're like, oh. Yeah. Six, hey, <laughs> they, at least they I got $6 a piece. I was like, shit. Right. <laughs> we got one. I remember, I remember me and Adam, we played it. We played in the back. <laughs> Dining room area of a Chinese. I wasn't gonna say it. One point. I thought as soon as he said it. So the How'd guy was go? running around. Hurry up and buy. <laughs> uh, well, what was well, funny was it first started, we set up inside. In, He's gonna say, yeah, yeah. "Yeah." Here's the thing. <laughs> um, every we practice every Sunday. We would play for like a few hours, then we'd go over there and eat at the buffet. Then we go back and play longer. I mean, we played a lot, you know. Right. Um, Wong was cool, man. Got to be friends with him. He come over there, and sat down. One time, uh, we, we were talking. We we're like, "What's your name?" And he told us his name. This is how it went down. He told us his name. I can't remember what it was, but it was some Chinese name, you know. <laughs> and I said, "That's not a good." No, he said like, his name was Sam. And I said, "That's not a good name for a China man." I said, "We're gonna call <laughs> you Wong." <laughs> and we did. <laughs> but he liked it, man. He was like, "You funny, you funny." You know, he's like, he always remember Travis. He comes sitting down, and when he'd be like talking, oh, man, stuff, he'd he always was... like touch my leg or my arm or something. Like <laughs> he did it every time. Dude. He'd like put his hand on my leg. Like you're good luck. I guess. Oh, he he definitely <laughs> liked me. But um, I said, "Wong, man." I said, "What if somebody came in here and was like messing with stuff and knocking stuff over?" I said, "What would you say?" You remember what he said, Travis? Calm down, son of bitch. <laughs> Calm down, son of bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. He was cool, though. He sounds cool as fuck, man. Yeah, I, they're not there anymore, of course, but they're, they're, um, they're, I always wrote my number down on something for his wife that was the, the waitress, you know. But uh, <laughs> one time I told him, Travis, we were all sitting there. Do you remember when I said this? I said, Wong. I said, me, you, your wife, little sandwich action. Ha, 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 you know? <laughs> but I didn't know what I meant. <laughs> but uh, he told us, we could. We said, can we play in here? Can we have a show here? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So we set up in the back there, like inside. There's people in there eating. We start playing, you know. Heavy ass music, and he's like, "You guys got to get out!" Like his mom came in there, bang on, bang on, you know. She didn't like it, so she kicked us out, and we went and played like on their little on the little stoop out back. There's like a damn grease trap there, like you know how that grease smells. It was like, yeah. There's a picture. I have a picture of this somewhere. There's a picture. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. it was. It, it was happened. so. It was so funny. Was, we did it though. We had fun. He's like, "Can we eat for free?" <laughs> I think he was uh, hoping like people would eat. They'd come watch y'all play. Yeah. Well, a few eat. people showed like we all ate. A few people like they just came and didn't eat, and then there was a few wow. that ate and didn't pay. You know, like <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah that's, that was a bad <laughs> idea. We're just kids. Right. How how old were you guys when this happened? Uh, how old, Travis? I could drive. Uh, so I couldn't. So yeah, we were about fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> that's so. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I wonder I where Wong's I, at, man. 
Shit, Facebook him. I don't know his real name. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Wong to me, man. Well, that's it. Whatever you, if one day you'll find him, it'll have his real name and in parentheses it'll say Wong. Nah, he was a cool dude, man. He could do no Wong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, back to the shitty venue they're playing at. So they, it's in like a it's in like a dive restaurant like a, yeah we're talking uh, ordering up a hamburger with a fly on your lettuce like yeah no big deal um so they get paid dudes like I can hook you guys they're like well I guess we're gonna go home you know we can get so far then with the money we gas got. yeah to get back to DC I'm like damn because they're in what Seattle. Something like that. They said they, they needed to up, get to, he could get them to Pittsburgh, right? Or Philadelphia? What was it? Well, the, the venue they ended up at was in Oregon somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, he told them that he could hook them up with a show. They'd get paid 300 bucks, and that'd be like the last show for the tour, and they could get back home on that money or whatever. I'm like, all right, we'll take it. I mean, I want to say that's a bad lieutenant decision, but, I mean, if we were on tour for real, and they're like, we can get you guys a show. And yeah, I was sitting there guys. thinking about it, and I was like, we would have played it. Yeah, right. You're, like, and you're playing for a bunch of skinheads. Like, so? Yeah, that money that money you spend just like any other money, you know? <laughs> yeah, for real. Hell, they'll probably like it. Yeah. And uh, so they show up at this venue, man, and it is fucking... Uh, American History X as fuck. Yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> We're talking a, Doc Martens. Yeah. Well, you know, all, like all red shoelaces. Probably a sea of members-only jackets. Yeah, jackets cool, though. They were pretty cool. We had a lot of uh, cave trolls, rat lovers. <laughs> Just fucking lurching these people, around. A lot of these people, you know, this kind of person that like has a pet rat. Yeah. Not a hamster. Yeah. A fucking rat. We're not talking about that white lab rat. I'm talking a dirty ass fucking. I'm talking uh, splinter, I mean, master I mean, splinter Obi- rat. Obi one would give you the rundown like he did most honestly before you walk into this place. You know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, they they show up. They get unloaded. They, uh, the dude's giving them kind of their itinerary. What did that guy say to him? He said something that guy grabbed him and was like, don't. What did he say? Uh, I tried to rewind it, but I still couldn't understand what he said. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. He said something. We, you know, was something about this all night. Something. It sounded like he said tab all night or. And then he grabbed him and he was like, don't. Don't say that shit here. And it, it was already getting kind of weird there. They were like, okay. Yeah, right. Um, let me see if I can find what the uh, what it said here. I mean, never mind the fact that this was. I feel like this is a this is any touring band's worst nightmare. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I realized I mean, that when he, when I saw his arm, I was like, oh, he can't play with that. <laughs> right. uh, well, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, taking the, you know, the way the way a lot of musicians have to roll is, you know, 
you take what you get. Yeah, go like, with the flow, man. Like, dude, when I was watching this, I'm like, glad that didn't happen to us because I mean, we'd have been dead I mean, in the first thirty minutes. Really? Well, well, for real, because a lot of the shows that we that we get, it's not that they were terrible venues per se, but they were definitely not ideal, and, and some were sketchy. <laughs> yes, they and, were. And you know, remember and, when we went so, to that one place, and it was like outside. I would have had, I mean, just, I would have had issues. It would have been really hard to stomach walking in and seeing all that shit and being like, dude, we're about to, because that puts any kind of musician between a rock and a hard place. I would have been drunk, so like, woo! (laughs) I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of people are so bent in their convictions that, you know, the minute they saw what the type of atmosphere was, they'd have been like, nah, we ain't playing this shit. Man, man, skinheads, they're people too. you know, but then, but then there's the then there's the then there's the obvious monetary situation with being a band that that's in their predicament. They really they didn't have cash, a choice. So, so I mean, yeah, but it's just it's it that, that it did a good job of making people feel uncomfortable. I guess because I guess because we could relate in a sense to having to pick up shows like that and yeah. I mean, like I said, fortunately, we've never had to play for that particular kind of audience. Close, but not quite. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What what show was you talking about, Adam? One time we went somewhere and we played outside. Travis, do you remember? We rolled up like we all load up in a car and we were going to play a show. And it was like outside, man. We're in different vehicles. We roll up. It's just like a bunch of punk kids. Like drinking beer and oh yeah, do you remember oh, I that? Remember that. Uh, what yeah, was that? Was that in Ardmore or something? Uh, it was somewhere out in the outskirts of Madison. It was like, weird, it was dude. Definitely... It's like we got there and it was like, okay, this is. <laughs> it had a strange vibe. Like, Someone's it's the kind of place house. It's the, it's the kind of place where if a fight broke out, it, it, it would. It, yeah, it'd be bad. Like somebody was for sure going to get stabbed. Somebody was totally well, a straight razor. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just, right. well he's probably straight well, edge. I mean, it would be safe to say that it would be a minute before anything gets resolved. Right. Cops weren't going to be called. Of, yeah. Authorities weren't uh-huh. going to be notified. Shit, I was yeah. going to do it on my flip phone. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> that was a bad lieutenant I mean, decision I, was taking the I phone mean, out and... I mean, the show went on without a hitch, but, like, it was still a very uneasy vibe. It's just weird because you don't know what – you're like, venue, we're going to play a venue, and you get there, and it's like, oh, it's someone's backyard, and <laughs> it wasn't even at someone's yeah. house. It was like, I can't <laughs> just, explain it. <laughs> just somewhere. You had to be there. <laughs> and unfortunately, I was there. <laughs> Yeah, well, we played. We played in what could have been the the set for Saul. I guess. Yeah, it was. We went well, to a bunch of punk kids. Like, just were they a dated old room. A bunch man. of crusty uh, ear gauges. We were, playing, we were playing like some weird attempt at grind metal. So I mean, we sort they of fit it. in, but we still we still didn't. Oh, they liked we, it, it. It was weird. We just didn't dress like them. Y'all didn't have you fucking ass kicking boots on. <laughs> no, I didn't have no pins. I didn't have no. I didn't have no damn blue jean vest. And uh, we all took showers before we got there, so we really didn't fit in. You know. <laughs> right. 
Oh man, crust punks were fucking. <laughs> crust punks. <laughs> That's, That's a it, bad dude. name. Crust punk. punk. What was their name? Can't. Uh, the Can't, Ain't Rats. Ain't Rats. That's it. Can't yeah. Rat. Ain't Rats. <laughs> so they get there. And oh they wait, realize... first bad lieutenant decision is being in a band with no online presence. All right, go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows where they're at. Like. I mean, let's think. Let's yeah, be realistic. They didn't here. tell anyone. There was no paper trail. Yeah, like if we if we went on tour, right? Like, Deidre's gonna know where we are, right? Obviously. Not unless we play a show like this, where it's like a well, spur I mean, of the moment thing. Well, well they still had to drive not, there. Well, like their their attitude as individuals and as a band, I guess. They kind of embodied this. We could be orphans if the plot desired us to be. You know, right, like, yeah. They were. They they made a good point of making their making it seem like they feel like maybe they won't be missed. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, but still, though, like, <laughs> I mean, somebody's gonna know. Like. There's no way in this day and age, right? Even if you, even if you cut yourself off from the internet completely, somebody's somebody, gonna know. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you know, you're gonna I mean, tell. I mean, the guy that sent them there knew. Yeah, there you go. They yeah. can't kill everybody. No, no. But that dude didn't give fucked up for real. Nah, I mean, I mean dude was a dick to him. I feel uh, like he sent them there to get fucked up. Yeah. I thought that too. I thought that there was a uh, there was some tension between uh, the uh, guitar player and the Zine guy. Yeah, when he tried to choke and, him for the six dollars person. Kinda, yeah, I think that that was the. I guess that if we had He's to go by, I got the you actions, show. That, that was the that was the bad lieutenant. No, decision. I mean well, here's the thing. Everything was going to be cool. All they had to do was listen to the guy and get out of there. He went back for the yeah. phone. Bad lieutenant decision. The biggest and baddest lieutenant decision of them all. Yeah. Going back uh, for that damn phone. Well, see, wait. Oh, oh, wait, wait. If we're getting really specific, bad lieutenant decision was the bad lieutenant decision just about everybody makes every now and then. Don't You didn't fucking knock before he opened the door. Yeah, he did, but then he <laughs> opened it. Yeah. Hey, guys. He didn't yeah. wait for a, come on in. Well, he just walked up. I would have been like, where you going? You know, well, let's talk about this situation for a second. Okay, we show up at a venue, right? Who the fuck is taking their fucking phone and phone charger? I mean, and plugging it. In I've seen and leaving. It. I don't well, know about leaving it, but I've seen them plug them. Well, no, I've seen that. But whenever you get ready to go on stage, do you not make sure you got your wallet? Yeah, because somebody's gonna steal that shit and your keys. <laughs> exactly. So you got to make sure you at least one person's got the keys. And everybody has their wallets and phones because if you don't have those somebody motherfuckers, else, I mean, these people—they're not your friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they will. They will take your shit. Somebody's so, gonna big boy that iPhone and use it as a right. paperweight because it's got a damn code on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just a, a maimed. I've just been burned one too many times, but I've seen it happen to so many other musicians too. That when you play a show, like stealing your cables. You have to be fucking paranoid. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. careful. I'm double checking. Sadly. Y'all saw me every time we was leaving a show. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. I'm out here running around. Like, I'm like, ain't nobody stealing no cables from us. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like sadly, you have to expect the worst in everyone, especially. Yeah. 
Especially in like the heavier music. It pays like, off. It does. I mean, don't, because don't when you get home, those, you've got all your shit. <laughs> well, those, you know, those scene, those scenes aren't terrible. I mean, there's good people in it, obviously, but every scene's got them, and it's just those those fuckheads well, that don't. It's just a little bit different than playing shit. like uh, a Christian venue. <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest with you, I wouldn't leave my shit laying around at a Christian venue. No, no. No, but no, no, let me get my iPhone and my wallet. I see you eyeballing it. Fucking yeah. Who's this, who's this Judas standing over here looking at my iPhone? You know. Yeah, for real. Well, I mean, the shows that we've played, it's like Adam keeps inventory in his head. Oh, I'm on it. Yeah, as we're loading the shit back in, he's like, "You got your head? You got your cabinet?" I'm double Where's checking. I'm, I'm trying to keep everything together. Yeah. And when you finish playing, get your Load shit your out shit of there. Up. Don't yeah. leave it sitting around. There's no reason. If you leave it sitting around, somebody's going to ask to use it. Yeah. And then you're stuck. Yeah. And then what if they blow your shit? Yeah. No escape at that point. And then I mean, like, sorry, bro. It's like, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think what, there was one time that I let somebody use the base rig. They were always and- asking for some base shit. Yeah, right. Because it's hard. Well, it's hard to find up. a serious bass player. They're always showing up. And they ain't got their own shit. Like, yeah, I'll just use someone else's. I'll just plug into the PA. Yeah, it's like no, fuck that. Like, spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you a bass player? Or not? You're like you're giving bass players a bad name. You know? Yeah, <laughs> for real, <laughs> right? Nah, man, these guys didn't follow the code. That's what happened. Nah, man. You know? The unwritten book city of the poor life. Yeah. The nice, shiny city balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... What'd you say, the was, unwritten book of the stage? What'd you say? <laughs> the unwritten book of the tour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though, man. You go play shows, you gotta make sure your shit's on lock, because somebody gonna try to do some fucking tomfoolery. Yeah, for you real. Come up, you went missing some cables. Yeah, and a I mean, fucking double bass pedal. Where'd the pedal go? It's like it's it's like the further you are from home, though, the the greater the paranoia. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like, remember, <laughs> who wants to get the fuck all the way on the other side of the state? Well, I mean, you know, you got you got you know, you also have to you, you got to make people understand too that there's there's two types of touring musicians. There's the ones that are funded and. It doesn't matter if they lose something. They have the insurance policies in play to get it replaced. And then you've got the musicians who are touring with their prized fucking possessions. Yeah. Because it's the best shit they've got, and it's what they use. So. Yep. Know this stuff, people. Notice me, senpai. Um, So that's where these dudes fucked up, first of all. They should have never left their phone plugged in. And a damn green room. It don't matter. Yeah. What's she doing with an iPhone? They kind of come off as kids that wouldn't have even have a damn smartphone. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. Maybe they're back in D.C. Their parents are rich, and they they just wanted to get out and fucking hoof it for. I bet she wishes they just wanted to be a group of friends in a van doing what they love. I guess. Stealing gas, you know what I mean? Stealing the shit out of gas. Yeah, right. He had a whole rig. So, uh, so he busts back in the room to get the cell phone, and there's dead bitch 
and the lead singer of Pantera. (laughs) (laughs) This dude. Um, so that he runs out, tries to call the cops, and then the dude, the one dude that oh, he called him. Yeah, he called him back, and he said, "Hey guys, there's been a stabbing." You and know, then the stage manager, the guy that was like load in, sound check, blah blah. He's like grabbing the phone. He's like trying to get everybody to calm down. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the wolf, <laughs> the fixer. Yeah. <laughs> so they lock him in there with the other band. With who the was that body. big motherfucker? The bouncer. I recognize him, man. Yeah. He's got a familiar face. Like, see. I'll see who he is real quick while we're doing that. But they're locked in this room, and there's a chick laying on the floor dead, and they're like, maybe she's not dead. I don't see any blood. So the guy that stabbed her in the head goes over there and pulls that knife out. He starts yeah. pulling on it, and her body starts dragging, you know, and then he pulls it out, and he goes, there's the blood. Yeah, here it comes. And it's like, Damn. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then the dude comes back in there, and he's like, uh, what was the name of that other band that was in there? Oh, oh the headlining fuck. band. Yeah, what I the fuck remember. was their name? It's something crazy as yeah. fuck. Like Woodcutter or something. Oh, <laughs> something. Uh, Meat Cutter. Meat, meat, grinder meat Grinder or something. Yeah, and it was German, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Something I can't remember what, the, but yeah. Um, but he killed the so, chick during that one song they had because he asked him. He said, "What was like the second to last song?" And he told him. He said, "That's what I did her to." Yeah, the song was badass, and he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, for real. They right? wasn't about that life. No hell no, hell no. Um, one thing I do want to mention is they're playing a bunch of Nazi skinheads. And they open their set with <laughs> <laughs> with the fucking cover of Nazi punks fuck off. And yeah. Which was which was tasteful. Yes. I mean they got some they got some brass balls. You I know figured what I, mean? that's, I figured right then and there that's where everything's gonna go bad. I was like, they're gonna get fucked up. Yeah, right. So um they have to call in the man himself to sort the whole situation. Yeah, 24-hour emergency. Yeah. Call, uh, we need about a dozen fucking red laces. We got we got shit to do tonight. And uh, so what he's going to do is, like, kill them and stage it as, like, them stealing gas gone wrong, yeah. basically. But, dude, it escalates quick fuck, <laughs> yeah. does it not? Like... This negotiation at the door when dude's like, let's just get the gun out of the equation. They should never gave the gun to him. Fuck that. Should have kept that shit. And when he stuck his arm out that door, they fucked his arm up. They almost cut his damn hand off. It was disgusting. He didn't know? let go of the gun, though. I mean, he's, uh, he's trying to hold on to it, dude. When he pulled his arm in, I said, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> right? It was all cringe? kinds of fucked up. He was like, let me get it with my strong arm. Yeah. Um, I knew that's when I knew that shit was serious. Yeah, yeah, for real, right? And uh, they tried to cut his damn hand off to get that gun back. Yeah, yeah. And they almost did. Yeah. I mean, he duct taped it back on. It was bad, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it was. 
go watch the movie just to see this arm. Yeah, for I mean, real. It was damn. And he sold man. it, man. Like it, I was like, damn, that really hurts. Like, yeah, he, it does. He was like crying. Yeah. Rest of the movie, he's like, my fucking hand, man. Yeah, he couldn't use it. <laughs> this is my friend. What am I going to do? No, he was left-handed. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, his damn right. pick hand. Yeah. Well, he's a bass player. He could have made it work a couple of around. With a nub. Yeah. He could have nubbed it. Um, put him a hook on the end of it or something. So uh, there's light coming out from underneath, like, the floorboards. Uh, dude sees it when they cut the power and he starts busting through and they're like making they're manufacturing and like distributing heroin out of the bottom yeah. of this, out of this just, venue. there's drugs going on and that's why they want them out of there they don't want the cops to show up to see their damn operation they got going on you know so um it just proceeds to go downhill though like once they get the gun back they're like all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna send the fucking dogs and these damn attack dogs. Pit bulls. They do work, man. Yeah. Well, what they thought was, here's what they're going to do. Uh, we're going to put the dogs in there, and then we'll we'll go up here, and it's going to look like they're siphoning gas at a place that says, beware of dogs. Yeah. And the dogs going to kill everybody. Yeah, right. And uh, it doesn't exactly go according Ooh, to plan. No. You know, at first, though, I, I was wondering, what's his name? Patrick Stewart? Yeah. I was like, what's his character getting out of this? Like, he's on, he owns this place. He's, they're not making much money. And then I'm like, oh, they yeah. sell him heroin. Like, yeah. That's, it's a damn. It's, it's a, a drug operation. Yeah, it's a damn a trap venue. Uh, uh, like a, a trap, trap venue. House, but a trap venue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it is, though. How cool was the that venue, though, for real? It was Let's cool. be real. Like, I would have liked to play a show there, not with the skinheads and the Nazi I'd shit. I'd play it, like, man. I mean, it don't matter who you play them for, as long as, you know, you get to play them and they like it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> as long as they like it. Yeah, well, everybody's having a good time. Yeah. I would say, uh, I would say, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to try my gangster, okay? <laughs> you don't want to try it. I have a pocket knife. <laughs> So they arm up, they head out, the attack dog gets the one dude, the other dude falls out, he climbs out the window and gets freaking shivved like crazy. They're starting to get the bodies together, they're looking for the keys to try to get the van out from where they're at to where this beware dog I had no idea why they wanted all those keys, man. I was still trying to figure that out. Because they 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 kept searching them for keys. and yeah. They wanted it to look real. Well, they, I mean, it did. Yeah, for real. That's um, for sure. And then Patrick Stewart sends in this other guy, the dude's what cousin from back in yeah, Seattle the one that the one that you know when they first got there told the guy you know fucking be cool. Yeah, it turns be cool, out man. the girl that was killed, uh, him and her were about to uh, leave town. Yeah, they were going to get out. And that was his, you know, that was his fucking, his fucking future right there. Well, they, they told everyone that, you know, they killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense because, you know. No. We want your pussies, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, right. who you going to think killed her? The damn, you know, the little kid band? Yeah. Or the damn 
<laughs> the skinhead fucking Pantera guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. The fucking too cool for school. Yeah. Um, so he runs up in there and he's like, where's her body? They're like, right here. And he's like, what happened? And that one chick, let's talk about this weird chick for a second that's trapped in here with him. That chick's friend. And, but she's so weird, man. Yeah. Like, she's a show kid for sure. You know? Yeah. She's that chick that's like. Daddy wasn't there. Well, wearing the fucking white uh, chapel Got shirt. The weird giving, haircut. Yeah, giving blowjobs in the bathroom. <laughs> that chick. You know, like for real. I like those girls. <laughs> well, I mean, they're good for they're good for a quick quick fix. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they're at every show. You know, they're not wife material. No, they're like they're hoe run material. Thirty seven you know? dicks. You know, <laughs> in a row. <laughs> so she's there being super creepy, man. On talking about crazy bullshit, philosophizing. That's weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She definitely, had a, she definitely had a broken psyche for sure. Yeah. She's seen too much, man. It looked like that band, much. Yeah, that band that killed that one chick probably passed her around a few times, and she got two, two out there in the heroin game with them. Um, so it comes down to, like, they're trying to run. They uh, The three of them get outside. The one girl from Arrested Development gets shot, and then, no, the other girl gets shot. The girl from Arrested Development gets the damn attack dog on her. So uh, it's just the one dude, Chekhov, and uh, the the weird chick, and they're like, fuck it, we're going to make a break for well, it. He told her this motivational, inspirational story. Paintball. Yeah. <laughs> Paintball, man. And it worked. <sighs> Whenever yeah. they came in there, he said, who, well, he said, what do you say, who are you? And he's like, I'm Odin. Yeah. What'd he say? Um, yeah. Um, I didn't know what he was doing. He was just knocking around. His little, his little, his little arm was just slinging around because he couldn't do nothing with it. Like, yeah. He shaved his head. They walk <laughs> in and they see the fucking electric razor with all the hair. They're like, <gasps> what is he's he a skinhead like now? now. Yeah, he's one of us. So uh, they take those dudes out and then they get the gun. They're on their way out. They run into the one guy and he's like, no. I yeah. want to go to jail. Yeah, huh, I don't, don't want to die. die. Yeah. Um, what about when his buddy ran out there and that dog got the got his throat? Yeah, wasn't that fucked up? Yeah, it was so damn disgusting. It looked like hamburger man. meat, dude. Yeah, I, I don't ever want to be attacked by a dog. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Don't you feel sorry for that shit for the dogs though? Like yeah. they're trained to do that shit. They don't know any better. Griffin you know, owns a pit bull, everybody. I do. <laughs> He's like, we're taking... <laughs> I'm, I'm try- I mean, Bad real, dogs though. aren't born. Okay? No, man. Okay? I mean, y'all both met my dog. Your dog is the biggest baby in the world. <laughs> For real, right? Scared I of mean, me. Yeah. Let me pet it. Uh, yeah, it is fucked up. What was fucked up was at the end when that dog come and laid down with him. I was like, damn, oh, yeah. that was... Sorry. Started whining. I was like, man. I was like, come here. Come here, dog. I was hugging my dog, watching. Um, So they wander through the woods. They they make it to the the setup. And it's like the dude that owns the dogs is there. 
this other kid, and then Patrick Stewart's there. And, um, I mean, they just clean house pretty much. I mean, Patrick Stewart tries. He just starts walking away from them. He's just like, fuck y'all. I'm out. And then they shoot well, him. He turns around. What was weird was the one guy, it was almost like it, he knew what to do. The one guy went after him. He turned around, started walking away, pulled out that fucking big-ass fucking gun. Yeah, right. And then turn around. They shot him, popped him. One final shot right in the skull. Yeah. He shot he at him, but he missed. Yeah, he wasn't a good shot. That one guy told him, though, he said, what are they doing? He said, you don't want to see it. Yeah. Because they, what they did was, like, the ones that got shot, like, if they got shot in the arm, they were going to dig the slug out and then let the dog gnaw on it. Yeah. So anywhere they yeah. got, like, hurt, shot, cut. The, the dog was just chewing. chewing on them. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, man. This was a crazy fucking movie. Wasn't it, though? A really good idea. Original. Like, yes. never seen anything like it. No. I'm it so was, glad uh, it exists. Uh, you know, action, suspense, a little bit Real horror. Hard. I mean, it was. Yeah. You know? How good was the soundtrack? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. will. I love old school punk, and they threw some old school death metal in there with it. It was just great, man. Oh yeah, it was all over the board. Yeah, it was. It was great, man. I'm so glad that this fucking movie exists, man. Like when the first time I watched it, I was like, "Holy shit!" The reason that I ended up watching it was because Tarantino had a quote that was like one of the greatest movies I've seen in a long time, or something like that, you know. And I was like, "Huh." You know, I got I got to see what this is about, and I was not disappointed. But yeah, man. Yeah, I he mean, uh, he actually pushed the movie. Like I think he, yeah, didn't he like let his production company or something like? Then he tried to like he enjoyed it and he like backed it somehow. Right. You know, he put the seal yeah. on it. Like this is good. You need to see it. Yeah. And it was. It yeah. was. It was good. Like I, I, the people, I wanted that guy to live. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, I want him to live. Didn't know if the girl was going to live or not, but I was yeah, just I like, damn, I hope he makes it out because his arm is fucked up. He needs to see a doctor, you know? Yeah, yeah, for real, right? <laughs> this is the quote from uh, Tarantino. The most sensational out-of-the-blue film I've seen. I mean, that's a hell of a quote, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's the Messiah. You know, yeah, <laughs> the second coming. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, well, let's go in and fucking rate it, man. I'm going first. Well, you want to go first since it's your pick? Uh, nah, you go ahead, man. What, well, what about that? What about that ridiculous shotgun to the face at the bar? He said you wasn't quick enough. Yeah, right. That's what he told that guy. Oh, he fucked his face up. I wasn't yeah, expecting was it. No, no, like, whenever you see the shots and the head just turns to shit, you know, oh, like, man. Yeah. those shots always freak me out, like. He just went, bam, yeah. and his face was gone. He says, I'm going to rip yeah. your face off with your face off. <laughs> Shot, I'm going to kick you with your face off with your face off. Shot, like, what's on the menu tonight? Shotgun justice. It looked bitch. like hamburger meat. Yeah. The effects were incredible. And that guy said he wasn't fast enough. No. And dude chopped that one dude in the throat. Yeah, that with was that crazy. Machete. That was cool yeah, how they uh, uh, how they got the dog. Put the, the feedback. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a good idea. Smart. 
yeah. I wouldn't have been able to sit in the room with it. I'd have been like, nah, fuck it, shoot me. Like, yeah, for real. Can't stand this. And then the uh, when they were choking <laughs> out, when they broke that guy's arm, oh, yeah. And he was like trying to choke him out, and they were like, how do we know if he's dead? And that chick took that razor blade and split his <laughs> stomach open. Yeah, right up the like, middle. Anytime, just anytime, anytime you see like the anatomy get twisted in a way it's not supposed to go that you know it's not supposed to physically go it's always that's why contortionists kind of make me uneasy like <laughs> that's one of Travis triggers he's like contortionist I gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to see your two left hands like well, I mean Japan made a fucking horror genre just out of that fucking moving around the way you're not naturally supposed to move around, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what you got, Adam? What do you think? Well, I'm going to give this movie a star. Uh, I would definitely purchase it. I mean, I don't know. I always, we always say bargain buy something like that. I don't know why. I mean, if I can get the movie cheap, that's any movie. I'm going to try to get it cheap, you know? Right. There's yeah. only a few movies like, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I, the day it came out, I bought it on Blu-ray. I really yeah. can't think of any other Blu-ray that I ever did that. Like, um, Hateful Eight. Okay. Yeah. Know, maybe Django uh, too. So. De- Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a few that I bought like day one. You know, that I had. I had to get Hateful Eight because it didn't fucking show around here for but for like a week. Oh, I saw it in the theater. I watched it at home, then went to the theater and watched it. Yeah. I, I mean, it it came out over this past, what, this past Christmas, right? Uh, I think so. And, or was it last Christmas? Yeah. Damn, yeah. damn, shit. Because it was shadowed by Star Wars, and he was like, fuck, right. fucking Star Wars. Fucking uh-huh. around with fucking Darth Vader and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they they only played it around here for like a really short run. So, whenever you know I, the means to find it and play it arose on, I got it and watched it. Of course, I didn't get to experience that shit. You know, just like this movie. Like, if I would have saw the previews of this movie and it was playing around close by, I would have went and watched it. But I didn't know anything about it. So uh, you're going to give it a buy? Yeah, I would buy it. It's a good movie, man. Uh, I definitely would watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to run out and buy this movie. Right. But But if you see it. And it was real cheap, dude. It'd be in the collection. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It had all the, you know, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of this, a little bit. I had everything. Yeah, and when they fucked his arm up, this that's worth <laughs> it alone right there. That's that's worth a fucking full star. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking arm, dude. That yeah, shit looked right. real. It did, and I give it, you know, a very original. Yeah, I mean something that can happen. Yeah, you know, this is not some movie you watch and you're just like, oh, there's just plot holes left and right. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, this shit could happen. Yeah, I really did, man. When this was when I was watching, I was I thought about us, and I was like, I mean, that could happen. Yeah, and what would you do? We would have been I'm, fucked. Yes, we would have been on our knees, like we'll do anything. 
Well, Corey, why the I, fuck you dig? You know. <laughs> hey God. Um, well, like like I said before, like we would have rolled out with our shit. We would have played. We would have rolled back to the fucking vehicle with our shit, and we probably would have got out of there as quick as humanly possible. You know, like absolutely. I mean, for real, buddy system. Like, where's trap? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Everybody go to the bathroom together, you know, like everybody stick together. Are you going to go talk to the dude to get paid? I'm coming with you, you know, because we've been, I mean, not often, but we've been in some sketchy ass situations where we're like, this don't feel right. You know, we don't need to do this like this. (laughs) So I don't think that would have happened to us because we would have rolled out quick. You know, Um, we wouldn't have been hanging around in somebody's backyard one time. (laughs) And so, if you know, and if you know if you're playing a show and you leave your phone in the green room, fuck it, get yeah. a new phone. Yeah, that, I, that, that iPhone S five ain't worth it. Hell no, five S. No. So what do you think about it, Trav? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's really not a whole lot I can add to it. Um, I give it a you know I give it a star. Solid horror film. I, I like the, uh, I like its light use of blood. But when they do use it, they fucking use it by the gallon, you know. <laughs> but, buy. Uh, yeah, I would buy it just because I. It's a horror film that plays on something that that's unique to just a group of people, like musicians and shit, and. Having been a part of that for a while, it, it plays into a fear that, like Adam said, is very real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, I already own it. It's already a buy for me, you know? You get it on Blu-ray? Yeah. I bet um, it looks good. Yeah, when we went to Jacksonville, um, we went in a Walmart down there because... Um, the 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 ladies got super sunburnt, so we went to get some like aloe vera and shit. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and they had a, uh, a one of those little Blu-ray bins like up front, like you know the five dollar bin. It was five dollars. Yeah, yeah. And it had that, and uh, there was a couple other good ones, but I got the, I grabbed that one. I was like, I got to get. That. And then I was like, Corey, you need to watch this movie. And he's like, Okay. You know, I'll watch. I don't think he has yet, but uh, but yeah, I loved it, man. It like we said, it plays into that fucking fear. You know, whenever you whenever you get invited to play somewhere, unless it's like a a real a really well established venue, something like that, you're always kind of one. I've always kind of wondered in the back of my head what we're going to be getting ourselves into. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, this just plays on that, like, to a T, you know, because, like, we've rolled up places, and I'm like, this is not what I was expecting to, like, happen, you know? But uh, you, you just got to be cool, man. Roll with it. Keep your damn phone in your pocket and just live it, you know? Thank God Adam brought his fucking camera everywhere. With everywhere. Him, you know? <laughs> At least they've been Dude, so I have everything. Blair you know how Witch? some people say there's an app for that? I'm like, there's a cable for that and an attachment <laughs> and an adapter, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, hours of footage. 
So, so yeah, man, I loved it. And I encourage anybody that is even interested in music or You don't even have to be, though. Yeah, I mean, anything, if horror is your genre, check it out. If you like something that is just, it's very well written, very well acted. That often happens to me when I watch a movie. I'm just like, I mean, it's like, it doesn't matter what the plot is, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, this was solid. Yeah. It was solid, man. Like, it pulled my ass in, and I was just sitting there, and it was an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour. An hour and 37 minutes, something like that. And I was like, damn. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way God intended. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, he didn't intend it. So, yeah, man. Um, such a good soundtrack, though. That one band, I'd never heard of them before until, until this movie. And I was looking through, like, the soundtrack or whatever the other night. And there's a band... Um, that me and Travis was listening to the other night at his play called, uh, oh, fuck. What's the name of that? Corpus Rodus. And I was like, shit, these guys are pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. There's some hardship, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was that second to last song called? That's what I did her to. That's what I did her to. Shit was fucking hard, man. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he was going. He, yeah. he started crying. Yeah, he was like, "Whoa, uh, shit was fucking hard, man." So, um, y'all want to talk about some Game of Thrones shit? Yeah, everybody but Travis. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I've, commi- I've committed the taboo. Hey, wait a minute. We also have something else to talk about, right? Yeah, I, I figured we'd do that after well, the yeah. game. Yeah, oh, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me you pitch a mean? tent. We're going to build a fire and get some marshmallows. <laughs> We're pulling an all-nighter, boys. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Uh, game of Thrones. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, so, dude. This situation's coming to a head. Ned Stark should have quit while he was ahead. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, John and his little ragtag group of fucking merry men are going to capture a White Walker, right? Uh Uh-huh. They're going to bring it back to King's Landing to show... To show, go past the wall. They said, "Yeah, catch a catch one of the, just catch a piece of the army of the dead." They said, "Yeah, it'd be easy." They said. <laughs> so, all right. So, I know it's going to be hard to actually discuss this because of the events that transpired before the podcast. <laughs> so, but <laughs> so. So um, Daenerys wants to kind of form a truce with Cersei, right? Yes. And they need the White Walker as proof that this is actually happening so that the, everybody can band together to fight these motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just making sure I was on the right page here. So, yeah. um, of course, Cersei's going to fuck them over 
do you think Daenerys is going to fuck him over with the truce? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all I know is like, you got to bend the knee. Yeah. Up in here. She's all Uh-oh. about the bending of the knee. Everyone's going to bend the knee. I'm like, I like to bend the knee. What about the fact that we've got... What about the fact that we've got... We've got a fucking Warhammer welding Gendry back. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see him coming back. Um, He grew the fuck up since last time we saw him. I know that. Right. Um... I mean, shit's just getting all over the place, you know, like for real. So, um, the note that, uh, that, um, Arya read, what kind of ramifications you think will have from that? Well, the internet deciphered that shit relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, the note is actually, uh, the um, it's the note that Sansa had to write when she was with Joffrey to make Ned come bend the knee, or not Ned, but Rob. Yeah, it was that note that was written, and yeah. for some reason, Littlefinger's had it all this time. And yeah, well, Littlefinger's up to some Littlefinger shenanigans. I know that. Um, uh, he's, I I just I don't know. I, I still. Him and Arya are playing cat and mouse with each other, and it's they're just strange. playing Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, they're playing a game within a game. Yeah, but what the fuck is Littlefinger's end game? Like he wants to get rid of Arya. I understand that, but like realistically, he's trying to get with Sansa, but he knows that like there's no way that she's gonna be the queen. So what's his end game here? You know what I mean? Like, that's his thing, right? To be, like, married to or whatever to whoever's ruling everything. He wants to be in as much power as possible. I mean, if he marries her, that still doesn't make him king of the north because John's king of the north, right? So it wouldn't give him really any power whatsoever. So why is he still pursuing it? That's what I don't understand. Like, damn, he's he's trying real hard to get in the damn Stark family. He wants in as somebody. Right. Um, so I don't know. And then, let's see, what else happened? Oh, yeah, she tells it. Yeah, like Adam said, bend the knee. But this bending the knee shit's going to come back and bite her in the ass. Like, she fucking killed those two guys. <laughs> Vaporize them, dude. Um for real, though, like, I was talking to somebody about this shit the other day, and it's like, whenever she was on the other continent, she was going around, like, freeing prisoners, basically, right? Yeah. But she's coming with that same mentality. Yeah. I think that I think that Tyrion and she's changed. Varys... No, I think that Tyrion and Varys has fucked her head up, because think about it. They've told her that um, Cersei is this tyrant... That she needs to go to King's Landing and take this shit over and free the people. But let's be honest, as we saw with this thing, like, man, these dudes don't give a fuck about who's queen. You know, they're not prisoners. They don't give a shit. She can't treat everybody that is below her as as a slave that she is going to free. Right. Because that's basically what she's doing. 
I think it's going to come back and get her ass in the end. Like, I don't think it's going to be like the death blow for her by any means, but like, even Tyrion's like, hey, like, slow down. <laughs> you know, like, you can't be just vaporizing motherfuckers all the time. Well, you know? He, um, you could tell he kind of felt bad because, like, dude, that was his people. Well, well Tyrion, for most of this season, <clears throat> has really been driving home the idea that there's going to be serious ramifications of you just jettisoning off with your dragons. Yeah. Um, really kind of also kind of spoon feeding it to the audience too, throughout the season that suddenly this season, the dragons aren't as impenetrable as they've come off to, or as they've been presented throughout the show. Yes. We've seen multiple times, you know, we, we saw where Braun tried to take a shot at it. He landed. Um, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, there's, it, it definitely is building up to something. Well, it's building up to like her major, um, you know, foothold is the dragons. Like she has, Jamie said it best, you know, she's got the Dothraki army and those dudes are savages. Like they don't care. They're going to fight like damn savages, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, her biggest crutch that she has is the dragons. And now knowing that the dragons can be harmed, they can potentially be killed, it kind of takes that threat away a little bit. And even Cersei sees that. Now, now something I've been beginning to notice as well, and I think it's slowly going to hurt some of the emotional impact of the show, and it's that I I understand that certain things need to happen and you got to cut the chuffa with these last, you know, there's not even 10 episodes left of the show period. Yeah. But I think the rapid pacing of what they're doing now is slowly going to bite them in the ass. Think like as a, as a whole, like yes. the show itself, not not a particular. Well, yeah. Well, because you know you've got it to where you, they're really relying on you to understand that a gap of time has passed between certain scenes and shit. Yeah. But it's just it's it's like all right, we got to go here. Next scene there. Yeah. Um. No perilous in between anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um I'm kinda worried if that's gonna eventually become a little bit like they forget that hey, these scenes are actually just rapid fire storytelling instead of uh how did this person get here that fast? Right. Well, I mean, they've kind of done all right with it thus, like so far, because, you know, John leaves and he's like, you know, we got to go get the White Walker. And he just shows up at Eastwater. Um, yeah. And it doesn't really or, show. Or with Daenerys going from Dragonstone all the way out to like not far off from Casterly Rock. Yeah. And then back. No problem. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like, those dragons are fast, dog. <laughs> they could teleport. Shit. They're the, they're the only way to fly. Yeah. 
they're better than Southwest, right? Woo! Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what do you think the the dragon meeting John Snow? Um, you can kind of see in, in Daenerys's eyes that she's like, oh, like this is a little different, you know? Is it because he's family? Because he's kin. They's his kin. I mean, that's her brother, right? I don't know. The more, the more I keep seeing the interaction between the dragons and people and stuff like that, I'm slowly starting to kind of be like, eh. you don't the whole like dragon that? Ride, well, the whole dragon rider thing is kind of like, eh, don't know about that. What do you mean? Elaborate. It's kind of goofy to you, a little cheesy. Well, the way the story, the, the way the, well, at least, uh, at least up to this episode. Well, they're the running out of fucking episodes. Whole, they better well, snap well, the to whole, it. Well, we know a lot of people have had these theories that, man, these people are going to be, like, it's going to be Daenerys, two other people, and the dragons, and they're going to fucking fuck the city, save the day. And uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm slowly beginning <laughs> to be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if that, 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 that might be the case anymore. I don't Trav's think. like, some new shit has come to light, man. <laughs> 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 There's a new thing. These, these, these transgressions cannot stand. Yeah. Yeah, they will not stand, man. This wall, man, it will not stand. Yeah, these white walls, oh, man. I know one thing. It, you definitely cannot... You cannot expect in each episode for your, I don't know, like the, it's really crazy how fast things are happening. Yeah, it really is, right? Um, Go ahead. A lot of plot, you know. Yeah. Um, All right, so the last thing I kind of want to hit on is Sam. So he steals a bunch of shit and dips. Um but that uh, chick is reading from the book, you know, and she mentions that dude had an annulment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so who who was this chick that he ended this marriage with? Yeah, there's definitely a reason they brought that up. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't just say that for nothing. Travis. Uh, Game of Thrones really experts. <laughs> I'm, really not, read, I'm really not read sure. books. Well, I'm really not sure what this signifies, and I, and I was never. I they was never one of those readers. You. Well, I was never one of those readers that was like, "I'm going to read between every line and, and start <sighs> putting together theories." When I read the books, I was very much just like, "Okay, here's what it is. Next chapter. All right, here's what it is next. You know what I mean? And just you know, banging it out. Yeah, and. Is it true what they say? Know. Does the buck well, fruit settle at the bottom? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we've got here the massive bombshell hidden in Gilly's book. Gilly just stumbled across a game-changing bit of Westerosi history. When she was reading? Yes. Um, he didn't act too impressed with it, but... Okay, it says what Gilly actually read. What does annulment mean? Gilly asked, preoccupied Sam. It means Sam. that the marriage never happened. Yeah. Like it says it's that, gone. 
Yeah. All right. It's the diary of High Septon Maynard. <laughs> now wait, who who was this that got an annulment? Who well, did he annul? All right. An impatient Sam explained it means terminating one's marriage so you can wed another person. Gilly goes on to say the annulment Maynard describes is for Prince Rhaegar, who married a second wife in a secret ceremony in Dorne. Neither Sam nor Gilly understood the significance of this, but a million book readers just cried out in shock and joy. What this very likely means is that uh, Daenerys' brother, let's see, Prince Ragar, R-A-G-G-A-R. It means that, yeah, Daenerys' brother, Ragar, R-H-A-E-G-A-R, annulled his marriage to his first wife in order to marry Jon Snow's mother, um, Lyanna, Lyanna Stark. It's just cementing the R plus L equals J theory. What? <laughs> I missed that class. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's the, the whole concept that John Snow is a bastard. He, I think he is, though, dude. I don't know if you noticed this, but when they're standing there with each other, they're the same height, man. Yeah, she's little as fuck compared to everybody else, and he's right there with her. I was like, damn! Like they, when you look at them, you're like, yeah, I can kind of see it. Like, I think that's why the dragon was taking a shine to him, man. I mean, he when does shy. the dragon do that? Yeah, and he could like touch. So he was petting the dragon, and it was just like, no. Or did it? Is it because of that, or is it because he died and came back? You know, like Lord of the Light he shit. He was looking or, at. Yeah, he was looking at John. He's like, your shine is strong. Anyways. It says here that much um, much was made in season six of uh, Bronn Stark's flashback to the Tower of Joy and his discovery that his father, Ned Stark, didn't beat uh, Sir Arthur Dane fair and square, but rather cheated his way to victory thanks to an uh, assist from Mira's father, uh, Howland Reed. At at the time, showrunner D.B. Weiss and uh, David Benoff noted that this little detail was supposed to lay the groundwork for how facts get twisted over time into legend. That theme was revisited again in the season six finale when Braun discovered that his brother John was actually his cousin. We see uh, Braun's dying aunt, uh, Liana, whatever, hand a baby John Snow to Ned Stark for safety. But there's one more aspect of um, her sad tale that apparently needs updating. The accepted story around Westeros was that Rhaegar kidnapped uh, Lyanna against her will. It's the inciting incident in Robert's rebellion. Most people, but maybe not Littlefinger, believe this is what happened. But the book-reading fandom has long suspected that she ran off with Rhaegar willingly, especially given that Daenerys' brother, John's father, is often described by the people who knew him being so gentle. So they run off together. They uh, run off? They run R U N N O F T. Did they? Uh, according to this, they did. Oh. So it's just a little bit more into the, uh, the lore. I mean, but that whenever I whenever she said that I was, I mean, yeah, you know that. 
like we we already knew about, right? Like I I, I didn't I thought there might have been more to it, but you know. So I don't know. Does anybody got anything else about Game of Thrones? I don't. I mean, I can't uh, wait to see well, the next I mean, episode. I just, I mean, I don't. Dude, uh, you can't say nothing about next yeah. week's episode. You gotta wait for next yeah. episode, man. Y'all ain't fucking ready. I mean, <laughs> that's too much. I mean, dude. Just saying. I'm gonna cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I'm ready for Just it, dude. I am Why did you watch pick- that? I wish I'd send it to you now. <laughs> Wait until after the podcast is said. <laughs> Wait until I'm Sunday. Saying. I'm just saying, man. Did you watch it on your phone? I toughed out every goddamn two-hour buffering second of it. On your Damn. phone. I fucking, I did it. That's what's up, man. That's dedication right there. Yeah. Dedication. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I think it's more of an example, and fucking nothing is sacred. Yeah, but see, here's what sucks. Now this weekend, you don't get to watch anything. Yeah. It kind of yeah. sucks because you got to wait longer. But, but great I'm, show. I'm, I'm, I mean, shit. What's it, what's it, nice? It, it, no. Here's the dude, thing. No, I'm you can't talk. This you hop, damn tell us what happened. Riding this hop, dude, like crazy. I ain't telling you shit, but I'm just saying, like the hop, <laughs> hop is. <right> <laughs> But here's the thing, like, this season, like, Game of Thrones, is, it's always good. But this season is, like, how you want, like, every episode to be, like, this. Yeah, it's like, holy shit. This is what I've been waiting for. Like, dude, I've watched a lot of shows. Not yeah. many shows start paying off like this. Yeah. I mean, they just drag it out, drag it out, drag it out. Even when it's coming to an end, drag Walking it out, dead. like, Whew. We got a little, we got a little Walking Dead news. Do we want to segue into that? I mean, what's yeah? What's the news? You had an article you posted about dudes suing the showrunners, right? Oh yeah, I, I mean that's about some that. serious shit uh, well, for we'll a billion dollars. Uh, there's also there's also some extra news to that as well. Lay it on one billion dollar. Um, Robert Kirkman was like. One billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh. Tell me a freaking bone here, Greg Nicotero. That's <laughs> <laughs> his name, right? Yes. It says, uh, several current and former producers have launched their own legal case against the network with rumored costs up to one billion. No matter how healthy a show's profits are, a case for one billion is going to affect even the most lauded of production. It appears that a slight ratings blip may be the last of The Walking Dead's troubles now. Uh, dubbed the biggest ever profits case in the history of television, a new legal apocalypse follows in the footsteps of co-creator Frank Darenbont's case as he attempts to sue for $280 million. Damn. While, it was, while it was originally just the Shawshank Redemption director who was out on his own in the realm of undead legal limbo, his fight against AMC has now been joined by some major names. Roger, uh, Robert Kirkman, Gail Ann Hurd, uh, Glenn Mazra, Mazara, and David Alpert are all tooling up their wire wrap baseball bats to take a whack at the network. We got all a lawsuit can- over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, since he's been fi- uh, 
Darabont has been uh, filing against AMC since 2013, two years after he was spectacularly ditched as showrunner during season two. So expect the additional case to take quite some time before it reaches the courts. Hollywood Reporter reveals that Kirkman and the other creative talent have teamed up amidst claims that AMC reaped the profits of The Walking Dead while they were left in the dark. This is uh, an ex- Wait, 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 wait. They paid him what they told him they would pay him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, here's the thing, dude. Robert Kirkman, dude. He was, I mean, they said, look, we'll give you this much money. No one had any idea it was going to be that big. Yeah. Never in his wildest dreams did he think that his show was going to be like one of the number one shows. Most views of any show. More people watch it than a Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. But they paid him what they told him they would pay him. So well, I don't is, I don't know if they'll be able to just because they uh, made a shitload of money doesn't mean I don't know if that means anything because he got what he was promised I'm sure. Well, here's the excerpt that may answer this question. The case arises from a major entertainment conglomerate's failure to honor its contractual obligations to the creative people. Now that's the a talent. Problem. The talent and industry jargon behind the widely successful and hugely profitable long-running television series, The Walking Dead. The defendant, AMC Entities, exploited their vertically integrated corporate structure to combine both the production and the exhibition of The Walking Dead, which allows AMC to keep the lion's share of the series, enormous profits for itself, and not to share it with the plaintiffs as required by their contract. Basically, the whole party is arguing that they were paid a minuscule amount compared to the likes of Breaking Bad, Mad Men, and Better Call Saul, despite The Walking Dead consistently ruling the ratings. Uh-oh. Um, while Kirkman and company got the first shot of the crossbow, God, AMC has responded with their own knife to the gut. These kinds of lawsuits are fairly common in entertainment, and they all have one thing in common. They follow success. Virtually every studio that has had a successful show has been target of litigation like this. The Walking Dead has been the number one show on television for five years in a row, so this is no surprise. We have enormous respect and appreciation for these plaintiffs. We will continue to work with them as partners, even as we vigorously defend against the baseless, predictable, predictably op- opportunistic loss. Um Labeling the creator of the entire Walking Dead universe as an opponent, as an opportunist, is a particularly dicey choice. Unfortunately, it seems like a catch-22 for AMC. If the likes of Kirkman and Heard walk, you effectively have no show to go back to. That being said, THR also highlights that if the case is successful, it not only has the ability to affect the Walking Dead, but the entire AMC network as a whole. So I'm not sure what their contract actually stated from the way it makes it sound is they would get like a base rate and then based on viewers and um, I don't know, maybe merchandise and stuff like that, they would get some, some sort of compensation off of that, the way it sounds. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not sure what their contracts are, but I mean, if they have one of those, those kinds of contracts and AMC's not, fulfilling it then yeah like by all means what you know what i kind of think is happening though with this whole power struggle i think that 
uh, Kirkman doesn't like the direction the show is going, and that he's trying to trying to whip out a big a big billion dollar dick on him, so that maybe he can uh, steer the show into a different direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean that's a possibility because they said that the ratings were down this past season, um, which. I mean, it's The Walking Dead. It's not. It's not going anywhere. Uh, well, I mean, it's not. It's not Game of Thrones now, either. Because of this lawsuit, they may have to cancel Comic Book Man. But Walking Dead is not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, here's an interesting fact to throw out there as well. <clears throat> it's been. Uh, it's been reported. It might be in that same article that you're reading, Griff. But. Um, Robert Kirkman, I believe, is is starting to lay the groundwork to finish the uh, to, well end the Walking Dead comic book. Yeah, right. I heard that. Um, which is awesome. Um, I think I think it's a good time for that story to end. Uh, I don't think Kirkman can content. I don't think he can consistently keep up the story arcs. Right. Which I don't think any 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 person that's got a story going for as long as he has, for that matter. Um, you know, the beautiful thing about comic books is that the continuity and the lore and all that stuff is still there. But these characters have been written by so many other <laughs> authors. Like, it just changes hands all the time. Like, the group of guys that were writing from day one is not the same writing team you've got at the end of the day. Kind of like the show. Um, but with Kirkman being the sole creator and writer of this book, I think it's good to end it on his time, his, you know, yeah. instead of, instead of maybe that possible possibility in the future that the walking dead is such a big business maker that he doesn't even bother. And so, and some other hands have picked up the story and continue going with it, which I mean, some people could see that as that's a better route. That's a more profitable route. You keep the brand going and everything. But as good as the story has been, um, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't want to see The Walking Dead being written by, or you know, or the story being done by anything other than Kirkman. Well, with that being said, though, I mean, this is a universe that he has created that you only. I mean, on the scale of the globe, you see like point zero one percent of the events that is happening around the world, right? Yeah. So the ability for somebody to take the walking dead and the, the groundwork that Kirkman has laid out and to build upon that in different places, kind of like fear of the walking dead is to, you know, to a lesser extent, like they can still create original material taking place in this world, you know, in this universe. But, but But I think that, that begs to question though, yeah, they can do it, but should they do it? Well, not with that. You know what I mean? Like like Hellboy, for example, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, Hellboy is created and controlled by Mike Magnolia. He's the one that does everything. Now, do I think that other people should step in and take control of the character or that universe as a whole and create more? No, I don't think they should because, like, this is his vision. It's not. It's it's not a mainstream created superhero. You know what I mean? Right. 
Right. And that The Walking Dead is not a super. It's a drama taking place in a zombie apocalypse that that should end when he ends it with how he ends. It shouldn't. Yeah. And I think I think one of the appeals to the zombie apocalypse is that you don't know what the rest of the world looks like. That's part of the to me. It's part of the intriguing side of what that setting can give you. You know, give you for you know for narrative purposes. Yes. Uh, you don't. I mean, you know, communications down. There's no way of knowing what's going on across the pond in other countries. You don't even know what's going on two states over, much less two towns over. Yeah. And and I don't know. I I, I feel like if if there if they tried to go the Fear of the Walking Dead route uh-huh. in, in comic format, I feel like it would it would flesh out the world to the point where there's no there's no mystery to it, and yeah. that's part of the Walking Dead's allure to me, and always has been, is that that, that that's part of the what's going to happen next factor is that you're you're just as stranded and along for the ride as the survivors, you know? Yeah. Well, and I always said. It- back in the day when they were talking about doing a spinoff that they missed the perfect opportunity though, in my opinion, instead of having a whole new cast of people coming in with a whole new story, all this stuff, man, they should have done it fucking twilight zone style. You know, they should have come in, they should have did one off episodes or two, two parter. Yeah. Just, just little, little, little nuggets of just, just short stories set in the Walking Dead universe. Yes. Fear the Walking okay. Dead is fucking... It sucks. I haven't watched it. It sucks, man. Well, I mean, it would have... I mean, it would have been interesting to have a show that corresponds to the Walking Dead, not in that, okay, here's how it looked before the zombies are decayed or before the virus, you know, started, you know, before it hit the, the curb, you know, like it peaked and now it's... Right. Now it's just downhill, because that's where... Rick's story is the start of the downhill process. Um, but yeah. I think I think with what you're saying, it would have been cool to have episodes that introduce characters that later on you'd be like, okay, that's the governor. Holy shit, you know? Yeah. Or, uh, or, or, or even show early stages of the saviors. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they could have done that, but my, my whole thing with it was like, well, fuck what's going on here. Like, I want to see a whole episode in China. Nobody yeah. speaking English. Every, yeah, everybody's speaking Chinese. We see what's happening there. We get introduced to these characters. We see their story play out, and then we never see these characters ever again. You know? Or or, or that begs the question, though. It would be insane if it if we had, like, say say we were going to, say there was a show that did that. You get like an episode or like, you know, since they're different, you know, they're different situations and episodic like that to still almost have a narrative thing and have some sort of finale. It would have been interesting if at the end of it, you know, you have like an episode where someone's like, you know, like you said, they're in China or something and maybe not the, the outbreak hadn't even reached Asia yet or what have you, but you have it to where it's like, okay, everybody's like America's gone dark. Nobody can go in. Nobody can go out. We don't know what's happened. All this shit. And then the big reveal at the end of that episode is that, all right, yeah, there's fucking zombies over there. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. With this, I'm just, 
I'll be honest. I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know. Well, being ready. Well, I've, I, I, I checked out halfway through, and, and and it sucks because the Negan story arc in the comic books oh, I is Negan. actually is it, the, the the comic arc is really good. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I checked out halfway through the first season of, of of even of Negan even being in control. Like I don't even think I watched the last half, or even any of last season. I mean, it's it's Walking Dead, man. They it's the oh. same it's the same problem that I always have with a with show with as many different characters. They focus on like one or two, maybe three main characters an episode. Yeah, there's and a whole like, world full of people. The the people that they've already laid out, you're like, oh, we don't see them until a couple episodes in, and like. You see a bunch of fucking chuffa, man. Yeah, that's well, all like, it is. That's all they got. Well, well, like I'm close to. I think I'm probably close to twenty. Yeah, about maybe close to about twenty five episodes. Not twenty five episodes. Twenty five issues behind. Uh, in the story. Yeah. Which is a fucking lot. Like that's. It's that's crazy. two years, baby. Um, but uh. The next character that's going to be the big bad once the Negan situation's dealt with um, is a character called Alpha, and it's this chick. And what they do is they all wear zombie masks that they've taken off the dead, and they wear them, and they're they're just this alpha male female society, or they don't have names, none of that. They just walk amongst the dead and shit. They have them herded up and stuff, and. Uh, but there's a time there's a time gap between Negan and Alpha, and I wonder how the show's going to pull that off. Well, I don't think they're going to get that. I think that they're going to they're going to end the show. <clears throat> what I really think is going to happen is the time jump probably won't happen. I think that it'll just be the Negan story, and then they'll just like write completely new shit without the time jump. And then it'll the ratings will just dip and dip and dip and dip, and then they'll finally just get rid of it altogether. You know, I'm going to give it three seasons at the most. You know, um, well, I mean, I feel like I feel like if 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 the end of the comic is in fact finalized, then they're going to do it, and that's what Kurtman's going to start building and working on narratively. Uh, I feel like it's only natural that the show's going to follow suit. I don't think we're going to get the ridiculous 20, you know, 25 season run of, Fuck, you know I what I mean? I just, I just don't think that there's just no way. Yeah. Um, one, one at that, if, if we're going to really go realistic and say that there's enough characters or enough plot for the show to keep going for, you know, till 2025, who's to say the actors on board even want to continue doing the show well, that far in the that's, future? That's, that's a nice little payday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, once you've already got 10. All they need is Rick. Like, plus, well, I mean, once you have nearly 10 years of this show and the millions, millions of dollars that you're going to continue to get off of that show and all the previous seasons, I mean, there's Joe's out there right now still buying season one, just now getting into the walking. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so, I mean, that, and that's always going to, that's always <laughs> going to happen, you know? 
Well, and so like, I just feel like, and also, you know, from our perspective where it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to get that money all the time on their side of the aisle though. It's like, okay, they've been playing the same character. Let's just say 10, 15 years. Like, you know that as an artist, they're going to get burned out on it. Well, yeah, of course, man. I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't want to do, I wouldn't want to play the same. If I'm an actor, I'm not wanting to play the same character for 10, 20, 30 years straight. You know what I mean? Unless I mean, it's, But has Andrew Lincoln been in anything else? So, like, I think he's been, no. I think he's content. I think he's content that he's, his piece of the pie is The Walking Dead, and when that's over with, he's going to move on. Well, I feel I mean, like it's the same thing with Lost. Remember Lost? I mean, when do you see those guys in anything? Yeah. I mean, Any of them. I mean, what's I mean, his name? All, Locke I mean, was on, uh, what you call it? Uh, Hawaii Five O. But yeah, really? that, uh, yeah, he stars he also, on that. Uh, but. Didn't he play the devil on one, on some show? Something, yeah, <laughs> something like that. If he but I'm just devil, saying, you know, what it is is, man, they're that's a good payday, a show like that. And once you're finished, you really don't have to do anything because it's syndicated. It's you're still raking in money. Whenever they whenever they shoot their final episode, they'll be pulling in Walking Dead checks for the rest of their life. Yeah. I just, I just, I just wonder what the final panel of the walk looked like. A bunch of broken people, <laughs> especially with that rotten fuck. Um, I mean, like, you know, it just like the last, like it would be insane if the last issue of The Walking Dead didn't even have dialogue. It was just the end. Like you just see, like maybe a couple things are said here and there, but ultimately, like the ending is just one or two of the main characters and it's just a horde of zombies and it's just like, well, we got this far. Yeah, that's that. Time to clock out for the day. But maybe, you know, maybe end on that level where it's like, yeah, they're about to die, but they're all like, like it ends with them being like, eh, we're going to die, but we're going to go out swinging. Yeah, we're going to die on our turn. (laughs) Yeah, it it just ends with like a faraway shot of just fucking a horde just surrounding them. Right. Um, well, has anybody got anything else about The Walking Dead? Fuck it. All right. So, the Coen brothers are creating a Western anthology series for Netflix. Um, apparently it's a, uh, it's going to be... A six-episode anthology western series called *The Ballad of Buster Scruggs*, hmm. starring Oh Brother Where Art Thou's Tim Blake Nelson as the titular Buster Scruggs. Given that this is being billed as an anthology, I'd imagine Buster Scruggs will be framing will be a framing story, not unlike the Crypt Keeper, or maybe even a character who wanders through various unrelated stories set in the Old West. Coen Brothers will write and direct the anthology as well as serve as executive producers. Their statement about the Netflix project is, and I'm not joking, we are streaming, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's, it's exciting to see the Coen Brothers do a six-piece, uh, six complete stories tell under the banner of a single series. 
the dialogue alone in True Grit makes a particularly interested to hear how people talk to Buster Scruggs. We'd imagine with the success of Noah Hawley's episodic take on the material Fargo, naturally Joe and Joel and Ethan saw how well their darkly comedic tone can translate to TV. And being on Netflix means that they can have all the swearing and violence they want. Uh, it's going to be out in 2018, and I'm excited. It's crazy how the Western's making a comeback real quick, right? Yeah. <laughs> Westworld, we got them yeah. Coen Brothers, Tarantino. Uh, mm. So we got that coming out. I'm 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 interested. Of course, anything the Coen Brothers do, I'm going to give I'm give on it a board. Yeah, give it a look. Here's something that I'm a I'm a little. Um, Less excited about this because it sounds fucking god-awful. <clears throat> but NBC is rebooting the Monsters. Oh, yeah. You know, they tried this a while back. It didn't take. Well, apparently they're moving them to Brooklyn. Oh. <laughs> right? I know what that means. That was my fucking... Shut the fuck up, god damn it. Vampire <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah. So... so are we all thinking the same thing here? It's going to fucking be off. No. It's going to be I mean, like uh, Friends. Oh. Oh. I mean, is that what's happening here? So they're going to be. Are we going like true black and white? <laughs> I don't know. Man. Look, I Maybe. like the show, the original one. I used yeah. to watch it all the time when I was a kid. I could sit through an episode right now. Yeah, I mean it's funny, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think like here's the thing like why reboot that? Why not just come up because it's going to be a different show? Why yeah. not just create a different show? Yeah. Why taint the name? Because they want that pulling power to Pull, kids. Who's they pulling though? Those see. kids yeah. never, I don't even know who. Yeah. They have no idea about the fucking badass car that Grandpa had or. The Dragula? Yeah, I mean, the there's only one person that knows about that. Yeah, <laughs> My thing is, is I would be interested if they were moving to the suburb. Well, here's Hear what I out. said when we said Brooklyn. Are they going to be a black family? Probably. It's going to be fucking uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> No, oh. <laughs> no, not really. But I could see that it's going to be fucking Medea. Oh my God, um, Cedric the Entertainer. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would be interested if it was in a in in the suburbs, and it was like um, the Burbs. Yeah. That Tom. That Tom like Hanks. Rich fam, you know, rich people neighborhood. They move in. Neighbors yeah. hate them. Uh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. They're out mowing the lawn. We got Frankenstein mowing, you know. Yeah. We got the we got the fucking kid turning into the wolf and fucking the dog, you know. Yeah. It's good. Get it getting into the neighbor's garbage. Yeah. It's a dog. Yeah. Digging shit out. Yeah. Whatever. Digging had, holes in the That background. was the one. Who did they have? Uh, oh, they had the niece that lived with them, and they all like made fun of her, like she was ugly. Yeah, but she's normal. Yeah, she's like pretty. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, she's hideous. Yeah, look at her face. Yeah. 
<laughs> Every episode they did that. Yeah. They're fucking uh, pretty people haters, man. Yeah. Um, I'm not excited about this at all. I just think that they should do this like it just it just should just be a different show. Yeah. Like what's because, the point? I mean, because it's something that's already been established, the rights to get it and create something. Yeah. Now this is something that was established in black and white, and not because it was a cool thing to do. It was because the only that was thing. the only thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I've right. actually seen the pilot episode in color. Oh really? Yeah, I downloaded a pack that had the entire run that had the pilot in color. Hated yeah, it. Yeah. I think it was like too much to do the whole thing in color, right? Uh, his suit his clothes, they were green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the pictures of shit from the stills from that one. Um no man, I'm not excited. I like the monsters a lot, but damn, you know, like the Adams family makes more sense. That didn't work out. I know. They tried that too, several different ways. It didn't just uh something you just need to let it leave it alone. And I can see where it it could be hilarious because it was. It's funny, but you got to like you got to take your sense of humor gauge and you got to dial it way back, you know. Well, it would be funny if it was uh I'm talking like, the original series. When you watch that it's yeah. funny, but you gotta dial it back. You gotta forget everything you watch now. Like, yeah, you gotta dial it back to a simpler time, you know. And you laugh at it. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, Three Stooges. I mean, you laugh at it, you know. Oh yeah. But yeah. nowadays, it just doesn't go over well because, <clears throat> you know, but it, it has the potential to be funny. Well, you know who would be like the perfect person to kind of base their sense of humor around to make this actually work for today? Danny McBride. You fucking read my mind, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the kind. That's that's the humor that sells now. Yes, exactly. That's what sells. I'm fucking out, or you're fucking out. I'm fucking in. You know. Yeah. Very dry in your face. That's what sells, but they won't. No. It's going to be super cheesy, and yeah, you know, it's going to yeah. be it's NBC or ABC. NBC. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not. We'll see. I'll definitely watch the first episode just to. Yeah, but they're see going it. to fucking Brooklyn, man. Yeah, so they're going to be in the hood. Well, I think it's going to be like uh, How I Met Your Mother. They're going to be in a apartment complex, or some oh shit. Oh my god! I don't know if that's real or not, but the, when I first read that, that was my first thought. It's like they're going to be in a damn so no big ass building. creepy house with spider webs all over it and. No dragon under just, the staircase. Oh my god! I just, <laughs> I just feel like they'll take the concept of them being monsters, and just and it'll be a completely different show. Well, it'll be one of those where it's very um, loosely based on it. Well, well, like I guess the um, best way to explain it, it's going to have a lot of ideas and themes and shit. That's going to be very. Uh, Reminiscent of the times, you know. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Especially with them in Brooklyn, it's going to be without going there because I don't give a shit. I know we've kind of teetered on the edge before, but don't even care about going political on anything. But I feel like a show like that and the template that it's got that it's going to be 
like a lot of other shows and programs that were made that have those. You know what I mean? We're different. We don't quite fit in. We have our funny quirks. Here's our liberal message. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with that 100%. It's going to be very uh, social it's be justice NBC. warrior. Yeah. No, I mean, and, 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 and I, like I said, I'm not saying that that's terrible, but it's been done before. Hundred times go over well. Well, I mean, there's just other shows that do it better, I guess. I mean, yeah. Well, Seth Meyers is attached to do it. Now, when they say do it, direct it, write it, star um, it. I think he's. Hold on. Is he going to play? I mean, the Frankenstein character's got to be a big, tall, goofy. You know who'd play a good one? <laughs> who? Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah, he would do it good. Wait, wait, what? Uh, what you call it? What's his name? Um, oh, uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, he would play a good Frankenstein in the monsters. Yeah, because you know you, you got. I mean, y'all. I know y'all remember him. He was goofy. He yeah, was I'm always actually, like he would like stub his toe and be like, <laughs> you know, like I'm actually in the in the process of watching Third Rock from the Sun, which right is now. a hilarious show. <laughs> And I just got to the I just got to the part where uh, the big giant head just now got the the request uh, for Sally to not be a guy yeah. or to not be a girl. So they swap her and Dick's minds to where the chick is in the is in John Lithgow's body. Like they do yeah. a great job of imitating each other's. Yeah, uh, that's really funny. Little you know, little characteristics. That's a hilarious Oh, I, I, I've seen I the complete run. It's funny. Highly recommend that one. Oh, man. It's like <laughs> Interstellar Seinfeld, dude. Yeah. <laughs> John Lithgow is um, hilarious. Yes, he is. According to this, it says that um, inspired, um, inspired by the original series, the half hour single camera. The monsters now in development follows members of an offbeat family who are determined to stay true to themselves but struggle to fit in in hipster Brooklyn. <laughs> um, Nailed it. Jill Cardman will write the script and will executive produce with um, Seth Maker, Shoe Myers Productions, Myers and Mike Shoemaker, uh, Universal TV in the studio. I hear they this. said Seth Myers. I thought they were talking about the late show guy. Oh. Seth Myers, right? Isn't yeah, that his name? Yeah. I thought they were talking about yeah, him, but, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that's kind of spearheading it. Um, it says that Universal, NBC and Universal previously took a stab at rebooting the monster several years ago. It was yeah. an hour-long series written by Brian Fuller. Didn't it resulted... Well. Yeah, it resulted in the big-budget pilot Mockingbird Lane, directed by Brian Singer and starring Yeah, that's Jerry what they o called it. Yeah. That was going to be the Jerry. name of the show. So it's not even the same show. It's No. Was it Brookheimer? No. Jay Brookheimer? Jerry O'Connell oh. as uh, Herman oh. Monster. Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Crossdresser. Yeah. I know you're talking comedian. <laughs> yeah. Um. The quote is, I won't say we won't do another version of the monsters again. We tried to make it an hour, which ultimately has more dramatic weight than a half hour. 
Uh, duh. Grandpa monsters, was fucking funny. Yeah. The Monsters Now is reverting to its original half-hour comedy format. Cargman is the creator, executive producer, and star of the critically praised Bravo comedy series Odd Mom Out. Cargman uh, also is a best-selling author, is rep by ICM Partners. I wish so, we had sound effects we could play. I would play like a, a toilet. Yeah, in the shitter. Yeah. Um, so I'm not excited. Man, like for real, like don't put them in Brooklyn first, you know? Um, well, they're gonna, like I, they said, they're updating it. They're, it's a bunch of hipsters they're trying to fit in. Yeah, it's going to be stupid as fuck. Unless you make fucking Herman Monster super conservative. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking I mean? American dad conservative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salute the flag every morning, cocksuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up to this motherfucker, Lee. Um, so, yeah. No, but, uh, thanks. We already got one. Yeah. It's already been done. So, uh, on the last topic that I wanted to hit, <laughs> somebody went to the movies recently. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was me. And uh, Trav went and watched Dark Tower. And um, spoiler free, what did you think, Trav? Spoiler free. Uh, How can I talk about this movie without? Well, you're either going to shit on it or you're not. But here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Hey, out of all of us, There's, you had more to lose I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I'm at a fifty-fifty split, but <laughs> I'm hopeful. But I'm hopeful. Okay, there is a part of me that enjoyed every fucking second of this film. There's another part of me that picked this film apart. Now that was the part like, that read the books. <laughs> read now, the book. Yeah. Right? But see here's but here's but yeah, but see here's 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 why I personally So if think, I didn't read the books and Griffin didn't read the books and we go watch it, we're not gonna pick okay. that apart. I think there is a very good chance um that when you guys go watch the movie you're probably not going to like it whatsoever. Wow. And I say this because they throw you in like it. One of the mistakes that's spoiler free for me is that the movie centers around the boy. <laughs> the story of the dark tower is Roland Deschain's quest. And, and the movie centered around the boy. It, it, it gets addressed in the, the story film, and it, and it sets up essentially. Yes, Adam. Yeah. You nailed it there. Um, <clears throat> I hate when they do as, that as someone who reads the, who read the books, the things they showed was sensory overload for me. Cause I could not believe the amount of the stuff you see in this film is so later in the series that I I can't believe they even bothered with all that stuff because there's so much things that help explain why all that shit matters that they didn't even 
address at all. And I, and that's why the part of me that's hopeful is because all the stuff that they left out can be salvaged into a sequel that still completes the full story. Um, there's also through, and, and for me, I got a lot of visual confirmation in the movie that this is not, it is a sequel to the story that the books have said. Um, Another thing that that I that 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 jogs my that that boggles my mind really is that throughout the film, when they're when they're going to Jake's time, like his main universe that he's part of, um, they call it Keystone Earth, and movie audience members that haven't read the books have no fucking idea what how significant that is or what it even means because they don't explain it. They just say, oh, okay, uh, like it's just like jargon you hear like other universe people saying, like, oh, they're going to Keystone Earth, all right. Um, and some particular people die in Keystone Earth that I'm like, okay, they're supposed to be in this for the long haul. Why the fuck are they dead now? Mm. But but all of the Easter eggs, man, that are that, that it's like the Easter bunny dropped his Stephen King basket. <laughs> it, made, it, it made it made this movie no because they like for instance the boy his ability is the shining and they they say it he says you're shining you know that's why I said your shine is strong because that's what they're that's what they tell the kid throughout the film because he you know he goes to Roland's world and everything and he get you know we get we get this really cookie cutter explanation for Roland and why he's where he's at. And I think the biggest drawback, though, of the entire film is the fact that it's rated PG-13. Um, that alone makes Matthew McConaughey's performance as the man in black very not as evil as he should be. Uh, Walter O'Dem is like a evil, smart, conniving badass. Um in the movie, he he can't be that because he's got to watch his mouth and all that shit. And you know, it's got to be for <laughs> it's got to be for kids. Kids can go watch the Dark Tower. Yeah, that's know. why they based it around the kid. Now, some nitpicky shit that I have. I mean, like you know, I could go into all the book aspects and stuff. But I mean, one we'll, of the biggest, we'll, we'll get there when we all watch it, and because I'm sure it'll be somebody's pick. You yeah, know what I mean, I'm gonna well, pick it. We well, you know. This is the only... I mean, you guys have seen the trailer. You guys have seen this shit in the trailer. But um, but one thing that I thought was interesting that they incorporated in the movie was the beam quakes. And what those are is when the man in black, or when they, when they activate the breakers, which are these psychics that send their energy and stuff up into the sky and shit, in the books they attack the beam that that universe is being held together with. And when that beam is destroyed, that universe is destroyed. Well, in the in the movie, <laughs> instead of shooting up into a beam, this, that, and the other, they literally dial mortar fire, psychic energy. Yeah, like they shoot energy into the tower itself. Like wherever the hell these stations are set up at, they're shooting energy straight into the tower instead of destroying the universes that hold it together. Uh, in the books, those if those if the beams are all destroyed, then the dark tower will fall. Like that's kind of it's like that's what's keeping the the tower standing is the beams. Right. 
but in the movie, they're trying to literally physically destroy the tower with these fucking, like I said, they're shooting them like, they, they fire it out like more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm serious. More. <laughs> I, I was like, I, like, the whole every time I saw them activate those fucking machines, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> we hear you, man. You're That's what we're laughing man. at. When you said mortars, it went mortars. <laughs> it sounds like he's doing it on purpose, but he's really? not. <laughs> you might back out and come back in or something. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck you're saying, dude. Past minute. Oh, there you are. You're back. All right. Now we can hear you. It's good now. God, I'm not so going to cut weird. it out because it was hilarious. But, uh,. But yeah, they, they, they were actually attacking the tower in like a different way than I assumed they would. And I don't know. They completely left out half of the team that Roland even rolls with on this journey. But they're not wild, finished. Like I mean, there's going to be a TV show there. I know, but they're, they're, they, they <laughs> brought in in-game elements and stuff and character is is it happening again it was hello it it was you're good but yeah man i i'm gonna buy it i mean i want it It, it's i i want to why are we how come you like it we're gonna hate it still talking, but it's like it's not doing anything. <sighs> Trabies. <laughs> it's so scary sounding. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> Imagine waking up. No. <laughs> Be like, oh my god. More. <laughs> Travis. Travis. Yeah. It's still cutting out really bad, man. Are you doing anything in the background on your phone? You got anything going? No. I think we might server hop across the beams. What do you want? Oh, let me switch the. Yeah. But it's just him. I feel like if there was a problem, it'd be doing it for all of us. But I'll do it to make you happy. Hello. Hey, man. Oh, man. You back? 
Nope. <laughs> you gotta hear it, Travis. It was real funny. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, I hear y'all perfectly. You were talking earlier though, and it was like doing it. We were just laughing because it just it went on a long time. Then you just like got kicked, <laughs> and it was just funny, man. Like you'll hear it. <laughs> It'll be in the highlight reel. For uh, there's sure. no way I'm gonna cut that laugh out. It's gonna be <laughs> my ringtone. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Your old lady was... asleep? Yeah. Not anymore. No. Griffin was like, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Have... It was just. It was funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And if anyone's read the books, now, uh, or how come we're not gonna it, like it? But you said. liked it. Well, I mean, Deidre said she enjoyed it, and she doesn't know anything about the books either, you know. So, I mean, I there's feel like no a lot of way they made it. movies that where you had to see the book. I mean, watch the watch the book, see it, <laughs> read the book, because you know a lot of people they haven't. <laughs> Which well, is why I think they did the little kid in, thing. Well, if you're going into it, yeah, they did that so that you can take everything at face value, like he is. Yeah, you're, he's the audience. I understood that, but for for people that have to be spoon fed everything within two hours, which this movie wasn't even that long, uh, I feel like a lot of people don't. People people want full blown explanations right off the, and this movie doesn't deliver on that at all. It sets up the world, I think, really cool. It shows you what everything looks like. It shows you the different doorways, um, you know, all that. Uh, there were things, I mean, the, I could sit and waste more time trying to pick apart little things that I didn't like, but, I mean, it is what it is. It's the best chance we, the only have, well, possibly, all you got. if they decide to, if well, if they get cold feet on it, there probably won't be any more made. But I definitely... Now, Idris Elba's performance as Roland is spot on. Oh, yeah? Didn't have, a, didn't have a single issue with him being the gunslinger. He nailed it. But you didn't um, like McConaughey? His character is like, just... Um, McConaughey, it wasn't bad, but like I said... Walter O'Dem is not a PG thirteen character, mm-hmm. so well, he was kind of so. reduced. Well, he was reduced to the cliche evil bad guy, right? Um, as of the fifteenth, it but grossed thirty six million dollars. But um, but I mean, the cool things with Walter it was, was 60. more Easter eggs. Mm. Were more of the Easter eggs, like for instance, uh, he gets to use. Like, you, you see him using the wizard's rainbow, which I did not think we would ever see that, uh, which are all those, those orbs that I've talked about that they all, you know, they used to be from Merlin. They even go so far as to explain, you know, that he even makes the offshoot comment that the guns were made from Excalibur, yeah. which I was like, you know, the lore they did drop made inner Travis fucking like, Glitch out, as the fuck out. Yeah, but uh, we hear it. Oh man, I, I loved it, man. Like, uh, now, one thing, 
one thing that they one thing <laughs> one thing that they did change though was that uh, in the trailers and shit the guns fucking glowed and stuff. They didn't glow in the movie, so I mean they fixed that shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's worth so watching. enough people bitched about the guns glowing that they took it out of the movie. Yeah, we shouldn't have that kind of power over a movie. Yeah, for real, right? That's fucked up. Like Bane, remember the Bane yeah, audio? People were like, we can I can understand every fucking word he said. Yeah. Well, a lot of like, well, a lot of early, uh, a lot of early screenings didn't pan out too well for it anyway. So it was kind of, I assume <laughs> it was kind of, you know. Right. Doomed to fail anyway. Well, I've got a question for you, Trav. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and this this coming from just like a, I haven't of course I haven't read the book. You know, I've read <clears throat> I've read Stephen King books, but I haven't read the Dark Tower series. But here's my question. With what what they had planned, um putting this out the way it is right now. Yeah. Is would it B, in theory, do you think it's the perfect jumping off point to see um, every events that happen around this? You see what I'm saying? Like, have this be kind of a timeline, right? And then the shows, if they still do the shows, if they still do the movies, have them be like the little offshoots of the timeline that explain more and more and more to kind of build it into its own mythology. They could do it. What if yeah, what if the next movie? But it, it's like him waking up again and going at it one more time. <laughs> well, well, the thing with like I said, with them not explaining the Keystone Earth, like why why it's called Keystone Earth, is because that's the Earth, that's the universe that if you die in it, you're dead for good, <laughs> right? And they don't they don't explain that to you. They don't tell you that all you know. Like it's like. Everything's got its own little coin well, phrase. Well, I mean, hey, if you want to know more about it, go read the fucking book. Um, the know? thing is, is that Roland does have the Horn of Eld in this movie, and that signifies that this is taking place after the events of the novels. Like, that is 100% canon. So, if you're watching the movie that in that, per, in that respect, um, it's amazing. To me, right? Because you're—it's it, just—it's an, it's another installment in the entire you know saga, you know. Because the story has built a lot of its mythology through the comic books. A lot, right. a lot of a lot of backstory filler has been filled with the the comics and whatnot. You get to see the War of Gilead. You get to see how the Man in Black destroyed it. You get to see more details into how Roland and, and Walter's relationship even began and you know right. they um they shoehorn they shoehorned in the uh the whole opening line of the books, the whole man in black flood across the desert and stuff. They did it, but I think they did it in a really stupid way. Right. Um I, I wish well like the movie the the I, I I've always enjoyed films that like when they like before the like before the before the dialogue starts <laughs> and all this stuff like almost like Star Wars like you have like an opening crawl like it it, it kind of tells you some shit you know or there'll be like 
some, you know, phrases or quotes or some shit like that. Well, at the beginning of this movie, it just says, you know, it's like a tower sits at the nexus of all things, blah, blah, blah. I wish it would have just been, it would have just started as, it, it says that line, it says the man in black fled across the desert, blah, 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 in the desert, you know? Yeah. I always wish that, like, what, like my, I, my expectations of a Dark Tower gunslinger film was always, like, something like that. Like, it always, it would have started right off in the desert, rolling fucking just making his way against the Mojave. Right. Well, that's something that, um, I mean, I've, I've kind of seen it around with a lot of different, I've been, avo- of course, avoiding spoilers and all that kind of stuff, but... I've seen people where they're, you know, people have been shitting on the movie, of course. Some people's like, well, it's not as bad as you think. And then there's some people no. that's like, there's some people that's like, well, this would be, this movie is a perfect jumping off point to be able to explain the deeper lore with the television shows and more movies as they come, yeah. come down the road. That way, like, this is just like lobbing a softball in, a, in the air, right? You're hoping that it makes uh, absolutely. It. It's like you're you're hoping that you that you make some kind of connection with it, and if you do, at least make enough connection to where like you can plan out and ex- over explain stuff in a ten episode hour long series. You know what I mean? You can go in and yeah. explain, and I don't even mean like revisiting like the story from the book or anything like that, where it just kind of like takes you into these different areas of this universe and explain exactly what's going on and give you a little bit more of an in-depth look of what, of, of what's really going on here and what's at stake and everything like that. Because a lot of, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the reviews and stuff are saying that like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost too much or not enough for certain people. It's just kind of all over the place. And when I read those reviews and I'm like, well, yeah, it's all over the place because, like, something that, like, big, you know what I mean? A story that huge that you're going to try to make a movie adaptation of it. Like, if it was a television series, that's one thing. But how would you do a movie adaptation of something that's this big, you know? It's hard. Absolutely. And so. I think, I feel like it, I feel like it is same it's it's definitely one of those movies that I would throw the the category in that that you would there's people that went in already already hating it Uh, and then there's people that went hello I can't hear any of this right now. Griffin. Like the greater yeah. story. Can you hear me? Yeah. I mean, what's... <laughs> stuff, so it, it just it didn't make sense to them. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear him too, or was it just me? I could hear him. What he was saying? I mean, I couldn't make it out. Oh, okay. It was That's why I mean. So I drawn like, out, yeah. I thought, I thought, because you were sitting there listening, I kept saying, hey, you didn't say that? And I was like, can he understand what he's saying? Is it just me? I was listening real hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I couldn't decipher. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, we can just cut it short, man. <laughs> short? 
<laughs> Two hours. We um, might have to cut it short, but I just didn't nah, know man. what was going on. Whenever it comes out, we can all get it, and it's kind of widely available to to an extent. We'll do a full on Trav review, like you know. After we all watch it, you can sit down and break it all down for us, Trav style. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Trav. Trav. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was mad at us. <laughs> I think the clips is fucking with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, God. <laughs> um. <laughs> so scary, I hate that I'm laughing at you, man. Like, but it's just funny. Like you can't hear it. <laughs> I wish you could hear what it sounds like. Yeah, for real, right? Well the creepiest thing that ever happened was when he got a phone call from like Deidre's mom. Oh my you god. Remember that? Yes. It was like we were talking to somebody from the future. <laughs> it was too scary, man. Yeah. Time phone, you know? Time um, phone. So who wants to do the pick for next week? Uh well. I went, you went, it's his turn, right? I was before you. Was you? Yeah. What? Right? Or did I pick, uh, was it his movies? Pretty sure I picked one, man. Let me go look. I think we talked about this last time. <laughs> no, we did. Uh... Trav's picks? Yeah, tra- we did Trav's picks. And I'm pretty sure I picked Naked Lunch after that. No, we watched Naked Lunch before Trav's pig. Really? Yeah, that was weeks ago. That was weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know then. Is it me? I mean, you can go or Trav can go. Let's see. You got to pick What did we watch right before the Alien movies? It was... uh, what you call it? We watched all the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Well, we watched the Kevin Smith movies, and then we watched Naked Lunch, City of Lost Children, and then Trav picked uh, something. What did he pick? I feel like that should happen before. No, we did that, and then we did the, uh, what you call it? We did the Alien movies after because uh-huh. we just like last week was Alien Covenant. You're right. right. You're right. That was the end of it then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you picked. Yeah. I mean, and I can go. I didn't <laughs> have to find something real quick. Trav Trav said in the chat down here that Adam, I guess he's oh. still having technical technical difficulties. So I'm you glad know. he's got got that fucked up arm. Those <laughs> gonna have technical difficulties his whole life. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get back in time to reattach some of those nerves. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, might be able to make it happen. <clears throat> Let me get my list out. Oh shit! Dust that some bitch off. I knocked the dust off that list. Let's see. You know, Naked Lunch came off of this. 
came off the list. Yeah, I got some weird shit. <laughs> I got some weird shit. Let's see. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Hmm. World's about to end. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013's Coherence. You heard oh, of this movie? I think I have. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you seen it? No. All right. That's on I've my heard list. About it. Yeah. It's got, it's, uh, what's it's, his face? Well, right? the way it's shot is weird. You I've heard the, really, really good stuff. About it's got 7.2. On the night of an astronomical anomaly, eight friends at a dinner party experience a troubling chain of reality bending events. Mm. Is it aliens? Ah. Uh, you want to watch the trailer? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, this is on my list. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, where at on your list? I mean, mine's not in any kind of order. Well, I as just I, wrote them down as I'd come across them, and I'm just wondering yeah, that, where this one falls. Let me see. Um, let me put my list. Tell you exactly where it's at. It's right between Creed and Stay. It's one, two, three, four, five, six down of about fifty movies. Yeah, I had it at the top. I was just wondering if we. Well, it was under Naked Lunch, which has been crossed out. So, yeah. But uh, I just remembered when I found out about it. I remember, you know, it's been a while since I made this list, but I remember. That it it was just shot like they're around this table, like talking about something that happened, and I don't think you ever really find out what happened. Right. But it's supposed to be really cool. It's it's one of those movies, you know, that's like if you haven't seen it, watch it. Right. I'm pretty excited. To- yeah, when I saw that trailer, I was like, "That's going on the list." Yeah. Cause I mean. What the fuck? Like, I want to watch it right now, you know? Yeah, for real, right? I'm not sure if I'm ready. What's happening? I don't, dude, I don't. I can't, I mean, I don't even know if you really find out. It has a 7.2 on IMDb. It looks amazing. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. I like the way it's shot. Yeah. Very realistic, like. Yeah. Well, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Too bad Trav's uh, stuff got all weird. It's all right. Yeah. I've been wanting to get rid of his ass since he won the competition. (laughs) 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 He's still in the thing. He'll probably hear us. Well, fuck you, guy. Yeah. I'm Kevin. Hey. Yeah. I'm eating my microphone. (laughs) (laughs) He's listening. I can't. All right, guys. Adam's got next week's pick coherence. Week after that, we'll have uh, have Trav's pick, and then we might do another guest pick for the fourth. I've got 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 some people potentially lined up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... uh, are they gonna record us a little clip? Yeah, I'm can. gonna take my I'm gonna take my little handy yeah. recorder. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna be part of the We need to do clip. a little making hay. Yeah, right. Hey man, it'd be cool, like just certain people, you know, 
just take the recorders around with us and like we'll come across certain people about what you think about that movie. Yeah, right. Just to get somebody else's take on it, you know? Yeah. I was really surprised. Listen, the night after we watched The Abyss, I mean, the next day, I was still pumped, okay? Yeah, right. That's how good that movie is. And I said something to my grandfather. I was like, do you remember The Abyss? He's like, yeah. Alien movie? Ed Harris? (laughs) I said, yeah. I said, that's a good movie. And he said, it was a good movie. He hates (laughs) sci-fi movies, dude, but it had that whole submarine <laughs> underwater thing going for it yeah. like it was Nuclear like your warhead yeah. yeah and the and the aliens was it was like sideline yeah they were just kind of there yeah. they were just watching yeah observing it yeah. yeah and he was fighting the dude clicking the chain in the damn moon room, you know? <laughs> click 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 so yeah um yeah i'm gonna set up with uh with some people get us another clip for uh get them to pick us something to watch um, after Trav does his pick, of course, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out next week. Coherence is going to be interesting. I'm I'm excited. It looks really good. It looks really low budget, but in that good kind of way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In that real kind of. Way. Um, hit us up on the socials: uh, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, of course. Uh, rate us on iTunes. If you think that we fucking suck, tell us. I really don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah, give us some stars. Real. Yeah. Um, watch I'm Green thinking, Room. Yeah, please go watch it. It's really good, man. Um, I might be coming up with some stuff in the future, too. I really want to do something like towards the end of September to set up a horror theme for October. Maybe, uh, Somebody gets to pick all October if they win. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm, I'm working on some games, you know, some shit like that. So, um, yeah, I guess that's all. Check us in the mail.